0: Hey, hey, this is local Quran coming at you today, March 7th, 2022. Coming at you with good tidings on this rainy day. I wanted to have this show to where as you hear the rain falling mainly on the plane in Spain. How are you today? Brothers and sisters, how are you today? I hope you are well and everyone is good my christians i hope everyone is good my buddhists and doings and my muslims and islamic family i hope everyone is fine and doing well prospering today we're just going to really just talk about some basic things that's going on around and just you know kick it around like we do on the daily bread try to, you know, enlighten and inspire sometime, you know, and give some, some thought to some things that's going on in the current events. And then, personally, sometimes we do too. Uh, I hope, you know, uh, things are going well with the uh, locals and uh, things are, you know, a little bit better for them as far as their situation. Um, I'm trying to enhance my situation to get better to do better so I can get the daily bread in a better situation. But we're positive positive, we're keeping a constructive outlook on it, not a destructive one. And that's a good thing. What do you think about your neighbors next door? Where do you live at? You know, do you think Do you even speak to your neighbors or do you even have any neighbors? Do you say hi, hello, or have they said anything to you, you know, in passing, you know? Because I look at the things like what's going on in the Baltic and everything like that, and I say, well, that's their neighbors. But, you know, they know that they can really, you know, dominate those people. And it's it's not one of those things to where it's... um, I don't really see this as a pressing problem because it's a small com- c- country, and all this big war. And how can they hold them off in war so much? You know, uh, without it just being a just an obliteration. To me, I, I you know I don't know. I, I, to me, being a director, coming from a director, and a standpoint from that point, and having a oh, oh, so like creative imagination, I'm about. Oh, me. I'm looking at the angle like this. It stays. It stays because the simple fact is that maybe you want to drum up some funding. There's a war in that country. Everybody help. Send money. I mean, my, that's that's my investigative nature. You know, like, my ex used to like Monk. or oh, I don't know if she still does or not, but... She didn't know I was Monk. <laughs> but different. Uh, from what I see, that's my interpretation of it all. I interpretate that. I don't make any sense of it because the simple fact is, that's a country that's very, very powerful. They can just come in and just a little small breath will just blow that country, Ukraine, out the way. You know, I mean, they'll be off the map. They don't even have to use any of their forces, really. This is my military strategist's view on it because I have one as far as personally, you know, I been a mercenary and everything like that but the point I'm saying is that's what I interpreted it's more raising money funds like the commercial with the dying elephants (laughs) we don't want the elephants to die God knows they're God's creatures they were on the Noah's Ark but we know that's the Republicans trying to raise money. See, this is my investigations. You know, these are my things that I know. Ralph Nader don't got nothing on me. That was, my, that was my boy, Ralph Nader. I love me some Ralph Nader, because he kept it real. look at life and you try to do things that you know you do your best to try to understand things but a lot of people be wanting you to understand what they want you to understand so you can be confused <laughs> but that's why I always say you know have your own mind you might see something that somebody else might miss in a situation and add it on and enlighten everybody oh wow I missed that part you know it's kind of like you know when you uh Watch a movie for the first time. You got this movie you want to see for a long, you know, that you haven't seen before, whatever. And you watch it. It was like, wow, i I seen the movie. And then somebody, you talk to somebody and they say, well, you know, did you see the part? Did the part of such and such and such and such? You say, I didn't see that part. What do you mean? You said you watched the movie. But you did watch the movie. But that part, you had a mental block on it. So, you have to watch the movie again. And then you'd be like, oh, there we go. Because there's plenty of times I have watched movies and then watched watched them again. And I said to myself, wow, I didn't see that part the first time. I missed that. It's just things to make you say, hmm, yeah. mm. You know? So... You know, it's one of those things, you know, that you have to really realize that life has its turns and its buckles and roller coasters, rides, and we don't like to be on those too much. We like to have a smooth transition. Smooth transition. Excuse me today. Tongue tied. Smooth transition. And we like to have it comfortable when we do things, and we don't like people to rub us the wrong way. But sometimes they do because, like I said, the uh, in my last episode, that misery loves company. Sometimes, you know, and some people, you know, they nitpick for those reasons, and. By them nitpicking for those reasons, they give you all types of unnecessary problems that you don't need. Me, that's how I am. I like to have a smooth transition transition, and work things out smoothly in that transition. A lot of hype. No, that's not me. It's not my style. Transitioning that way, it's unnecessary, unless it's unless you're being provoked. A lot of people do provoke you. You know, they they provoke a lot in this society. You have you doing a lot of things that are out your nature and they bring you out your character. And you have to catch yourself sometimes, you know, because you, then you realize that they're in your head and they're controlling you instead of you controlling yourself. And just blowing it off and keeping it moving if you can without any violence or anything like that or any altercations. You know, you're not you're not the coward if you do it that way. You're the brave guy because you're walking away from something that can really get out of control. And you're being the one that's being the adult about it. Or she. I mean, however, the situation may be. And, uh, predatorily, people will try to negatively do you that way. Do you like the Daily Fred's sound effects? I know. Uh so you take each day your daily bread each day whether you're a Christian or whomever Muslim practice Buddhists Buddhism and doing in any of the other spiritual that you worship. Because, like I said, to really solve the problem on the controversy, a lot of people you know, that are Christians, they want you to believe in one thing. But it's unfair because God made a whole world of everybody. So whom are you to say that they have to believe in Christianity and believe that you're Jesus and believe that you're God is something that they should worship? When in fact, when you should really have a creative mind and look at it like this and say, well, we'll all worship whom we want to worship. But I believe that We worship the same entity and leave it like that and let everyone comfortably worship the way they want and to whom they want to whomever they want or or whatever they want it's them that has to pay the cost if it's wrong and it's them that has to reap the rewards if it's right as well as you as well as me as well as anybody we try to have some philosophies today, you know, every each day with the daily bread, uh to try to, you know, give you some thinking about how you would look at things instead of arguing, arguing over who is right and who's wrong. Because there's no right and wrong when it comes to Christianity and faith and spirituality because God made these people different than us, see, in these regions. So that means That means that the way they were taught and the way that they were done or raised is totally different. You can't expect for them to say, well, we're Christians and we're this and we're that, because that wasn't how they were raised. They were raised with the Islam faith and they're Muslims and you know they that's how they do. They pray differently. Um their beliefs are differently. The scriptures are similar in some tones, but not the same as well as uh, the Bible. But the Bible, like I said, you know, um the you know, the way they do it today is they changed it. And when man changed it, that changed it from the original context and they ad lived. And you weren't supposed to ad lib. See, when you have scripture, scripture, you're supposed to leave it the same. And that's one thing I noticed about the Quran their scripture pretty much stays the same, they don't change anything. But I noticed with the Bible, there's been so many contexts of it that which one do you really believe? I'm not saying you don't believe in God. You have to look at the philosophy of what I'm trying to say, my brothers and my sisters. Which one do you really believe? Of which Bible? because you look at all the denominations the denominations that's in this country Methodist Protestants Catholic Baptists on and on to the break of dawn they have <clears throat> so many bibles that's written differently scripture wise The Catholics wanted it to be to whereas they absorb their faith as the faith for everyone, but that's to, that's to, that's that's why their fight with the Irish began because they're Protestants. They don't want to be Catholics. You understand? You follow me? You follow me, my brothers and sisters? You follow me now? So they're Protestants and they don't want to be Catholic. So that's what really became a problem with the uh, Irish and the Irish Republican Army and all that. They were very vicious back in the day. Explosive experts. Very powerful family. Christianity-wise, they didn't want to accept the Catholic faith, so they had wars and different disagreements that were violent. And this is where the faith, you know, really gets out of control as far as the Scripture and believing in your entities and all that because wars have been fought in biblical times in the Bible. God has, you know, overseen people do plenty of wars over Christianity or the faith. Jesus, he gave up his only uh, ill-begotten son for that to prove to us that he loves us more than him or just as much as him, but he's letting him sacrifice to show you that he does. See, he has, God has a strange sense of humor. Just like when he told the one disciple I'm going to say it like that. I want you to prove to me that I'm your God, you love me and that you will do anything for me. I want you to take your son and I want you to take him up to the mountains, to the altar and sacrifice him to me today. Now again, God has a strange sense of humor. Because the man's heart damn near came out his bow. when he said that to him. You know, he got a strange sense. So, what he did was look miserable first and probably defecated himself, but he got the nerve up. And he told his wife that he was going to take his son up and do, they was going to worship up in the mountains. And she said, well, this is strange. You don't normally do things like this because God made the request outside of his norm. You know, God has a strange sense of humor. So now what you going to say? No. So. He drug his son up to the mountains. And he put him on the altar. And his son said, Father, what are you doing to me? I, I, you know, we don't, you know, do prayer like this. He said, he went, I want you to lay up on the altar. First, he got him up there and then he restrained him. And then that's when the son got concerned. Oh, I'm ready to get killed. So the father, held, he pulled the knife back and was going to put it into him. And God stopped him. And he said, I just wanted to know that you would do it. So to us, it was like, psych. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know? I mean, God has a strange sense of humor. I don't question God. I just try to understand his faith as best as I can. I, that's all I try. I am not saying I'm the best at that. I have a little bit more understanding about that than I do Islam because I've just over the years over the few years from 40 years to now got into that you know what I'm saying so even that long still you don't with Islam is a totally different thing you just can't get into that and just say well I know it you know what I'm saying I know it all Mr. Know-It-All so that's a strange sense of humor he stopped him from killing his son just to see if he had the faith. Like I said, again, God has a strange sense of humor, you know, because he was, you know, really scared, you know, that he would have to do that to his son to prove to God that he loved him more than his son. You see what I'm saying? He kicked it back to him. He made him kick it back, brothers and sisters. He made him give it back to him because on the cross he gave up his son. You understand me, brothers and sisters? To show us that he loves us more than his son. You understand the reason why he terrorizes us about these things that we have taken for granted? Because he gave his son up for us to show us that he'll save the world from loss, and we missed the point. You understand? We missed the point because we were selfish and we were thinking about ourselves. We weren't thinking about the beautiful thing he did that it was horrible that the son went through because he was really brutally tortured. Jesus was tortured. Pontius Pilate wasn't no joke. He was a sadomasochism. I mean, he would beat him and just beat him and just beat him. So when you think about it, He made him kick that back to him, brothers and sisters, to where is, do you love me enough to give me your son? Because I gave you mine on the cross. My brothers and sisters. This is the way the Christian faiths look. They look at the situation and they understand it the way they want, but I go a little deeper and I try to understand things in a a way to where I would logically look at things differently. But it makes sense. To understand. Why would God do something, you know, to maybe try to have a hypothetical on that? You know, to try to not say, you know. But something that sounds sound that would sound reasonably true. Excuse me. In saying so, being a Christian is a good thing. When I came up as a Christian, my mother, you know, she always made sure that she instilled that in me. You know, and um, I thank her for it. I'm a better man today because of her. Um, we used to have to get up and, you know, on Sundays we we would want to, we didn't have to the children in the communities like back in the day when we lived back on Kelly Street and Homewood you know Lonnie Collins Verna Collins, Kim Collins Lil Tone Tone Sammy, Gary we were right next door to those folks Miss Gert Mr. Charles And those are the days that I go back to and I remember and I think about, wow, man, if it was just like that today. We had fun. We went to church. My mother, we were one of these kids would get together every Sunday. And they would just walk to the local churches. I mean, we had so many different churches. We had a lot of churches. We had a lot of bars, but we had churches. We had some churches and different ones. For those who weren't a Titola. you know what I'm saying? But, uh, (laughs) you know, but anyway, uh, you know, we went to church and we had, Different denominations that we went to and we uh, we worship. You know, we, me, you know, Sammy, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Lonnie and all of us, we just decide well, which one we're going to go to this Sunday. We meet outside and we'll just walk to one of them. We'll go to the Baptist Church one time. We'll go to the, the, the Church of God in Christ the next time. The Holy Rosary the next time, the Catholic Church. You know, we just picked them at random and we just went and we went to church and worship. That's how we came up. Then we came back home. A lot of times, and then the families sometimes the the, the mothers would say, "Well, you know, okay, y'all get y'all something to eat, and, and then you know we're going back to the church for the rest of the day, and we don't come home until four o'clock because they have cooking and all that type of stuff. We just be in there all day, worshiping, I listen to them sweating and wiping the sweat off their brow in there, and God shit! you know, that type of, you know, that type of stuff, you know." That's the stuff I came up with, you know, but uh, I did back then know about Shabazz. You know what I'm saying? Shabazz was always in the picture, in the hood. Shabazz is fish, you know, so I did know about the Muslims, you know, Shabazz. And the Brothers of the World, you know, they had some enlightenment for you in the hood. You know, they would always spiritually talk to you, you know. Let you know, you know, uh, get on the right track or you know, focus on some things or, you know, uh, get with them on the Muslim, you know, end of it. You know what I'm saying? They always had the door open for you, you know, in the hood, you know, because it was really, it was plentiful back then. You know, blacks really cared more about their culture back then. Now they don't care. You don't see, you see very few of them dressed like that. they like, they're embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? They're embarrassed to come out and everybody's assimilated to do the same thing. No one's able to just spin off and just, you know, be a stallion and be born free and just do what they want to do. You know, that's within, you know, the realms of being productive and safe and positive. So why does everybody got to do the, the the same thing that's wrong all the time? And nobody's saying anything about it. You know, they're not saying, well, that's wrong to do. We were all going together because... We agreed to do this together, but this is wrong what they're doing. Do we have anybody saying anything like that? Everybody's just quiet. See, this is a time where you shouldn't be quiet and you should be really actually voicing your opinion about things and getting your, your end of it straight. That's the reason why I, my ex, I gave her the opportunity to open up the door to put the podcast through for herself. In my network with my anchor family. So you can have a voice in saying how you actually feel and you can be quoted on it. You know, you're not going to go up there and say anything crazy. You know, you're going to say something productive. And to the point about things. And you know that I support you on things because the simple fact is I know you know that I knew what you were doing. But see, when the forces are great around this city and people are overpowering you, even now keeping your mouths closed from here to California and and back to Pittsburgh. Because you think you're in trouble, which you are. But the best thing to do is just to air it out now and get it off your chest. In the right way. Because a lot of people don't want you saying nothing because they're more worried about their end of it than yours. They can care less about yours. If they can get out of it without you, believing they wouldn't have came to you. you say, be quiet or everybody keep quiet. You don't have to because everybody knows what you did. Everybody knows they watched what was going on. And I told you that all along. And she knew that. She knew that. All, all the females should have known it. Look, I never had a problem with getting females. Chuck know that. So when I see you all drop off the map, I knew you were all in league. A rocket scientist, I didn't have to be to figure that (laughs) out. Oh, man. But you know, the funny part about it is being a lonely man on the island was the best thing for me because I stayed out of trouble. It's the logic to everything. You know what I'm saying there's a method to the madness you were the madness I was the method my brothers and sisters I don't talk to you stupid now I let you know for real how the deal is in life on my part I give you my opinion it doesn't say that you have to believe what I believe just listen to me brother and understand what I'm saying take a little piece of it maybe. And you can use it yourself to try to get some philosophy from it. And enlighten somebody else, my brothers and sisters. That's what I want you to do. Give them some positive inspiration. Not negative. We have enough of that in society. And for the brothers on lockdown. That's another reason why I say it. Because you're tensed. You're locked up. And sometimes things can get out of hand. So that's the reason why I give you some good bread, some good hot bread every day for you to go on so you can look at it. Well, my life don't seem so bad sometimes because I'm hearing all this stuff. This makes me feel good because it gives me something to go on good. Whether I'm in these four walls, these wires, your mind could be anywhere, brother. Don't let them cage your mind. You can be sitting there, and your mind could be way over in Singapore somewhere, having a nice hot bath with one of them Singapore women. Let your imagination go, brothers. Let your imagination go, or you can be back home with your family. It's whatever your dream in your mind be, brothers. Sisters, it's all locked down, the same thing for you. You don't have to be in there being frustrated because you're in them four walls and you can't go nowhere. Take your mind on out of there. Let it go somewhere where you're more peaceful and tranquil. Maybe by a fall somewhere in the Amazon and you're standing up under it, getting wet. See, you can always imagine. Let your imagination go. And that'll calm the savage beast in you. And you'll be somewhere else for a while. Just for a little while. And it'll be to the point to, when you go to your cell, you'll be looking forward to going to your cell. Because I'm getting ready to go to Japan today. Or tonight. Have me some fun. In my mind. That keeps you from killing each other, brothers. Frustrated. I don't want to see you killing it. Hey, we've had enough of killing, brothers. Y'all brothers in there are just as important as anybody else. Don't you ever forget it, brothers. Sisters too. You made mistakes. But that's all right. You're still human. You got a purpose. Well, whoever you believe in or whatever entity you believe in has a purpose for you. You just got to figure it out. Even in there. You can go to the library and you can learn more about law. So you can help yourself out. Contact some folks. If you uh, have any type of skills carpentry wise, get into one of them programs. If you get a chance of getting back out, then you got you some skills. Musically, if you have something inclined, who knows? Acting wise, you might be another Rick James. He was in there locked up, playing from different penitentiaries to penitentiaries. Got famous. That's why he made Bustin' Out. L7. There's always a way for you, brothers and sisters. You just got to let your mind be calm and tranquil and try to have something positive in your mind to go on. That's why you have to have something to believe in, whether you're a Christian. That's something good to hold on to. Whether you're Muslim, that's definitely something good to hold on to. And Buddhists, and so on. Hold on to it, and that way you'll have some strength to be able to get through your daily process in your own personal daily bread, hot out of the oven. I've been set back in my situation because of my own country not giving me the respect as a black man and a Native American Cherokee. And I do can that Native American, the native Cherokee. I'm the Aborigines. You don't see too many of me because I'm the last of the Mohicans, so to speak. And that is a tribe too, the Mohicans. But that's not me. And uh, because most of uh, the Cherokee, they're mostly, you know, they bred it mostly with whites. And that's, you know, that's the reason why they're, you know, light. But my grandpa. He uh he bred with my grandmother and she was dark as coal. My mother's mother. Beautiful woman. Big Shub. That's my Danny. That's right. That's my mama mama. And then my my grandpap. If anybody known him. Sally Gully, from Detroit, big time pimp. Had a motel, hotel, Holiday Inn. If you start acting up, then you take a friend. Yeah, that was him. You know Sally. That's my grandpa, pimp. You know he was in the war. He you told you, you used to tell stories to us. And, uh, you know, tell uh, to us a lot. And he said he was in the war. He was in that first war with the Germans. You know, a lot, you know, where the uh, Kentucky Airmen was in and all that. Well, my, my 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 grandfather was the only one who was able to fight. And they said he was a burner because he was able to have both worlds. He was so light. The whites accepted him. So he was able to fight with them. And he was a friend burning Sally Gelley. Genie Gully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's grandpa Pimpin'. But yeah, he told me one time he said, "Son, he said, what you want to do?" When I went down south, when I was a little kid, he said, "What he said, what would you rather be out of the three? He said, uh, "A preacher." A doctor or a lawyer? So, me, I'm saying, lawyer? (laughs) He said, no. So I said, well, it got to be a doctor then. He said, no. I said, what? He said, no. He said, neither one of those two. He said, be a preacher. He said, because the simple fact the preacher is tax free and you won't get taxed for nothing. I said, well, okay, excuse me. He got jokes, but he's serious back. You know, you know, they get a lot of tax breaks. You know, they get a lot of tax breaks, and they, you know, get a lot of things that, you know, they have provisions under. But, you know, I would have loved to have been around my grandmother. Both of them. You know, I kind of envy my my cousin Lester, you know, when we. He had a little difficulty and, you know, his mom and all decided, well, we got to get Lester out of here. But when he went down south and stayed with my grandmother, and my mother's mother, I was kind of envious of that because, you know, he was he was able to be around her. And, and you know, before she died, I never got a chance to be around her. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he enjoyed that. But um, I never really got a chance to be around with none of my grandmothers, my, even my father's mother. She was a beautiful woman. I remember her, too. And I remember her, his father, it was, you know, he, and you know, his father was, you know, when I was little, he had a young woman. Now that was crazy, man. (laughs) The stories I can tell you about the family, you know, but, um, it's, 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 it's something, you know, it's something, uh, that I look back at that, you know, I enjoy, Thinking about it's good things that enjoying thinking about you know my mom and you know how I came up my mother was a good mother she 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 was one of the best homemakers Charles I know he loved her because he didn't have to want for nothing she cooked every day clean went paid bills did everything and came back with time before he got off work and still cooked. and you know had dinner ready sometimes he wouldn't come in you know what I'm saying she done did all that but she'd get up the next day and do the same thing. Everybody that knows my mother knows Charles. They know that they was ghetto fabulous in the hood. You know, he had a job at the steel mill. We didn't want for anything. Nothing. And he was an ex-vet. So, you know, I was a, I was an army brat. You know what I'm saying? You know, he was always, you know, digging in my ass. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't mad at him. I needed it. I was a man. You know what I'm saying? I needed to be put in land, you know, at times. You know what I'm saying? And um, that kept me out of the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful my father wasn't around. He was busy over here raising these families over here. And I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to make my father feel bad about that. I told him, I said, when he passed, you know, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to tell him, but he knew in spirit. I've told him, you know, I I forgive anything and any and everything. Don't you you just go on about your business, man, because I'm not trying to hold you up about no old stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, he had his hands full with this over here. You know what I'm saying? So, um, this is what he loved. He loved, he loved, he he, he loved her. So, you know what I'm saying? And I I knew that a long time ago, you know, and I couldn't understand when I was a child, but you know, when I got older, I understood, you know, that he just loved her, you know what I'm saying? For whatever reasons, you know? So, uh, once I figured, you know, figured that out and did that, I accepted that and I just let him move on when he, when he passed. Because I did not want to hold his spirit, you know, to this earth, to this situation bad. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to set him free good. Because that would mess me up. You see what I'm saying? If I, when my time comes, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to have that on I me mean, that I did something like that and held somebody up because I was holding on to something when I was young. And, I, I you know, I'm, I'm sitting up here, you know, grieving about that. And that's, all, that's old and gone. This person passed away. You know what I'm saying. So you gotta be better than that. You know what I'm saying. And uh, that's my father. You know, even though you know he just he was a sperm donor. You know, I'm still you know he was my father. You know what I'm saying. And uh, you know I try to look at it logically like that. He did things for me. Don't say I ain't gonna say he didn't. You know what I'm saying. Um, uh, 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 You know it's just when you look at these things in life, you just think about it like you just you missed it. You know, you know, you know, you know it goes past you so quick. And you look back at it and you say how nice, you look at how nice it was. You know, now you do, you know, and back then you were taking it for granted. Oh, this is going to, that's how it's going to be. You know, you don't think, you're not thinking these people are going to get old. You are, but you're not thinking they're going to get old no time soon when you got to worry about it. But they do. And it's not, you know, you know, my father He was a different sort of man. He was a funny man. He was a, he missed his calling in a lot of ways. He was a comedian. He was a comedian. He had a lot of funny stuff going with him. He know he did, but he'd be trying to make a point. And that's the funny part. You know what I'm saying? He'd be making a point, but he'd be funny at it. And, uh, you know, I just look back at all of that and I try to get the good out of it. You know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to sit here and, you know, I'm a griever about my mother. I'm grieving about my father. I grieved about my father. I cried about my father. You know, my, you know, uh, one of my, you know, associates. She sang uh, at the uh, at my father's services. Uh, Laverne, Laverne Corbett. She sung at my father's services for me, and she knew I was hurt about my father. I love my father. He's my father. And I tried to get close to him before he died, closer. We was close. We wasn't close as him and Chopper. But we, we was close. And he would tell me a lot of times, you know, I didn't want to say to a lot of people, you know, and then they would always wash my face about, Oh, your father, he said you never came around and you never did this and Napoleon said he'd never speak to me again in his life and all of this. I'm saying you first of all, they're extorting me. How could they do anything like that? You know what I'm saying? And um, my father told me a long time ago he didn't want me to come around as much and fool around with the situation over here. Now, I love my brother, and I love my sister, but some things, sometimes things get carried away and it gets out of hand, and you know what's best for you. You can't tell them what's best for them. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. You can make me make a suggestion, but you got to keep it moving because you don't want to get caught up. They don't know my father told me not to come over here as much. Several times. And I didn't want to say that because of the fact that I didn't want to hurt his wife. See, people try to push you to the brink of things to make you say things, you know, they'll say things ugly to you and you can say ugly things back. But you're not no snitch like them, though. You're you're saying stuff about me that's not true. You don't know the truth about the situation. My father used to come sit with me and my mother all the time, every time your mother was in church. But you always got to throw up in my face that I never came around. Cole said that you try to make me feel guilty I don't feel guilty because he was always over my house sometime or another dropping in he would drop in he was the only one that can drop in like that without calling there's a lot of things you don't know you need to like really learn get some get some um, education about situations before you really start talking you know my father told me not to come over here a lot of times But I didn't say anything, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Even when you were provoking me, talking crap. That was some very hurtful things my sister said to me. That was some very hurtful things my nephew said to me. But did you see me say anything foul to them? Nope. Because I'm a better man and a better person than that. I don't have to engage you in your ignorance. I prefer to let misery stay by itself. I don't want to join it. Misery loves company. So. These are the things that people go through throughout the days that we go through. They play games because they're miserable. So they got to come up with something miserable for somebody else. Why not come up with something good? I came up with something good. I came with tidings, something new that you didn't know anything about. You have podcasts now. You're podcasters with me. Don't you want to be a podcaster? You make revenue. If we can get the extortioners off of our podcast, Anchor, This is no longer an extortionist podcast anymore. we got to have to have security exit those folks. Okay. See some new folks hanging out at security. All right. We, done, we you know we're here. You know, we're here for you. You just let me know how you feel. If you got a podcast, let me know and I'll check your show out. You check mine out. How about that? And then I'll comment on what you're talking about. And you come on what comment on what I'm saying. And we'll kick it back like that. You know, you'll come up in the world too. You know what I'm saying? And let the people know how you feel. Because everybody has a voice. You always have to have a voice because how you're going to ever tell them how you feel? Walk in the path of the righteous no matter who you are. Never let anyone tell you you're not able to do that because you can't. You ain't smart enough. What do you mean, man? I am smart enough. You know, don't let, never let them tell you you don't know how to do something. If you don't know, ask somebody. I know once somebody used to ask me a lot. Said they couldn't do without asking me. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just really kidding around, you know, letting you know that, you know, these podcasts are something for you to let yourself out and vent. I know you want to talk sometime. People are like shut up. You know, what I'm saying, you know, I know they are trying to, and you know, I know they want to tell me that and they're telling me that. But the thing about it is I very seldom said anything. They did all the talking for 42 years, no, 40, uh, 40 years plus. I never really said anything. All I heard was their voice talking to crazy shit. And I mean, look, I'm for a little walk on the wild side every now and then. I like an action movie every now and then. But for forty years, you know what I'm saying. We're in the same Irish stew. You know what I'm saying. I, I, I'm a soul food type of guy. I like cornbread, chicken. You know what I'm saying. Black-eyed peas, rice, greens. You know what I mean. Mac and cheese from the oven. I ain't talking about that stove top stuff. Stuffing from the oven. Mac and cheese from the oven. Them five cheeses in it. It come out to be like. You know what I'm saying. Be hot Tired eating this Irish stew now. I ain't had no soul food in a long time. Blacks act like they scared to make sewer food soul food now. I gotta go to a special soul food joint, you know, a black joint that you know that makes soul food and ain't too many, there's one in Homestead and there's one in Wilkinsburg. You know what I'm saying? Then you throw me out my home, Hoots and all of them. Take my, take my mother's house, got somebody in there for extortion. I could be in my own house cooking. Joe owes me that house. He owes my mother that house. Hoots took everything with Art Rooney. You better give me my mother's house and mail it to me in the mail. I want the deed and everything. You're in trouble. I'm bringing heat. Negative heat for you. Nothing heat you don't brought me. Negative and you tell me all those lies, telling all those lies. Nobody broke in nothing. You broke in there and stole all the first, all my stuff out of the house with hoots in the pleas. in the sheriff's Department, Tyrone, Carwell and the dude from New York. Callie, all of you broke in my house with U-Haul. They was transport. Tell me, man. You got the wrong one, man. You You better get right with me because right now you ain't looking too good. I want my stuff. I want my mother's property back. That's the reason why you murdered her with the UPMC because I was in court with civil action about that. And that's the reason why you went to the Ross Perman because I confronted you about the extortion of my mother for 40 plus years. Joe Smalls. I want my property. I want my mother's property. She needs property in heaven. And that will be here, her property on earth for her to have property in heaven. I'm fighting for my mother's soul. You got her body down here, her remains, and you're hiding and saying it's your body so you can take her check. I check her account every day. You got her money, let her money go because it goes to the next kin, me. So if you keep taking my mother's money, I'm going to keep cracking you in your jaw every day on my podcast. And now I got a few friends. I want to introduce you to my little friend and my little friend and my little friend and my other little friend, you get my drift? Have a beautiful day.